Welcome to another episode of the Super Powered Fancast. I know you guys missed us. This is Jenna. This is Stephanie. This is Darren. And I'm Danny. Okay. Hello. Well, it's been a, it's been a clip, but we've uh, you know been doing things out in the real world. But we've been itching to get back to talk to you guys. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Just a little bit of kind of what we've been doing beforehand. Then we're going to jump into a lot of news. I mean, there's a lot of news that's dropped since the last time that we we met. So there may be some things that, you know, you've heard before, but we're going to kind of give our spin on it and some things maybe you haven't heard because they just are kind of happening. So um, I'll tell you what I've been doing is working. (laughs) That's basically it. I really haven't done a whole lot, but I've been working. There's been holidays. There's been things and children and wives and life. So, I've, Hashtag adult life. Exactly. So oh, I've yeah. been, but I have been doing a lot of mini episodes that uh, we're going to be sprinkling in and out. And they're just kind of explaining a lot of the new characters that have been introduced uh, in all of our favorite media. So you can look forward to those as well. Yep. Sweet. Uh, I've been working too, like a lot. We got bills, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> had a lot going on. Um, but no, a lot of the stuff that's happening now, like I'm, I'm really excited about it. It was almost like there was a lull in news for a little while, like right after Comic Con. All of a sudden, it was like silence. <laughs> yeah, I think we were kind of justifying the fact that we were gone. We we're just like there was nothing happening. I mean, I mean, I, I was back. lazy, but I mean, I was working. Um, but <laughs> no. you may not be the podcast you want, but you're the we're the podcast you deserve there it is yep. <laughs> references galore uh but yeah i mean it, it was kind of my fault <laughs> not like my fault I, w- I was gone for like two weeks i went to alaska um had to keep catch up with some old friends when i got married it was fun times fun times and then school started and now it's work and school so it's like <laughs> but yeah we're back that's what matters exactly that is all that matters frankly since we could basically put this up at any time it'd be we really could just not have told you what we were doing yeah Yeah. but you know we we owed it to you or at least to ourselves Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) you like family (laughs) yes i've been working and working and um working also um i've been reading a lot i think i've read like seven books just in a week crazy like, um, which brings me to my little blurb thing. So just so you know, if you've seen our YouTube video with me and Danny unboxing our boxes and bombs, lots of bombs in that video, <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing as bombs as in boom is like bombs as in like things bombs. you cover your lips with. <laughs> A bomb? Like B-A-L-M. It's that accent Explosive that devices. Okay. Bomb. Bomb. There we go. Bomb. bomb or balm. Like, what are we? Yeah, that's what I was asking. Anyways, anyways, that was my I got off on a <laughs> Anyway, so I'm going to be doing, um, I'm going to be talking about books. And also, I'm going to be kind of, I have a lot of comics that I need to read. And a lot of them are, what well, you know, kind of like back issues. And so it's going to be me in video form, reading just a bunch of old comics that I have that I need to read, telling you about them and my feelings. So here's my question. Are you going to be reading the comics on the video? No, Jesus God. Okay, because it'd be awesome to just like, get a high back chair. Could you imagine? Sitting in front of like a, a in front of like a, a fireplace on a hearth. It's like on page 15. <laughs> yeah. Panel 2. Oh my God. Oh, oh that's happening. Such an explosion. That's have really cheesy happening. like exactly. Tales from the Crypt and, Exactly. You know, have intros. like your dog at your feet. Just like. <laughs> oh my God. And Hello. Jenna's cat in my, my arms just petting her. Exactly. 
<laughs> now, if you turn the page. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but I'm going to be reading through all my comics, you know, the series I have. Sometimes I have single issues, and I'm going to be kind of giving you my opinions on them, the artwork and the storyline and all that, and also just regular books because I read a lot of books, and I keep buying books and not reading them. <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to be me talking to you about books and, of course, comic books and stuff because that's what I do. That's awesome. what I live for. Sorry, I had an Ursula moment, but oh, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. All right, so just kind of dropping into the news. So one of the first things, and I was surprised at Stephanie's reaction to this, is that they actually have teaser posters out for the new Power Rangers reboot of the characters on their Zords. You don't get a, necessarily a good look at the Zords, but you do kind of get like a shape. So I wanted to ask Stephanie what you think. I, okay. I usually hate reboots or meh. Like Point Break, <laughs> the new Point Break, won't see it, don't need to, blah. Still Ninja have Turtles. not watched, yeah, I was going to say, you still have not watched Ninja the Turtles? Ninja Turtles? Turtle movies, right? No. No. Hey, hey, that didn't release today, by the way. No, yesterday. <laughs> Again, the, the no. second one. <laughs> I'll watch it with you, Danny. I guess. That's fine. No. <laughs> but Power Rangers is something that I'm really invested in. I've said it. I think I've said it before on the podcast. Simba and Tommy, if you could put them together, of course, if Simba was not an animal, perfect man. Perfect man. In my eyes. For, I was six. Don't <laughs> shake your head at me, I'm Darren. not shaking my head in disapproval. I'm shaking my head in confusion as in, again, Power Rangers is kind of, you know, after my time. So oh. I was. I would kind of. I would like. I know who Tommy is based on Jason you know. David Frank. Okay, Logan. based on like commercials that I would flip through when I was trying to get to something yeah. that I liked. But, <laughs> but I know you know. Shade. I kind of know who it is. Like I'm just saying. Like I know. I mean, I kind of. I know the original characters. I know like there was like two guys named Bulk and Skull. I know Rita Repulsa. Oh yes. Okay, I know. I know of the characters, yeah. but it's just like I was like, you lost me at Simba. I was like, what the? Oh, there, no, like Tommy and Simba. They were, they were Stephanie's perfect. Like, they were, they were my first her, love. Oh, okay. So they were my first love. You were in loves. love with Tommy and, and Simba. And Simba. Yeah. As, so long as, yes, as long the as they're lion. angsty and running gotcha. as the would-be king, then that's... I'm down. Right there. I'm down. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read a lot of Teen Titans. We can talk about that, too. I have an interesting so in other taste. words, she's looking for a dude named Tomba. Tomba. <laughs> yes. Tomba. If you know him, send him my way. I can't cook, but you like, know, I'm a catch. Exactly, be like, <laughs> Anyways. Like some guy from Ukraine. I am Tomba. <laughs> I have come for to be husband. <laughs> you oh, matter. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> okay. So, but yes, I like I'm kind of down with this, partially because Tommy's not in it. At least that we see. As soon as we announce Tommy, Stephanie's opinions get completely flipped. But the pictures looked really good. They're still, you know, people like, you know, Iron Power Rangers. But it... I'm at least least glad they're not in spandex. But I think it looks really good. Um, I'm, you know, the only... uh, One small thing. The Blue Ranger, Billy... Why was he laid out like Shawn Michaels' Playgirl centerfold on his? Yeah, he seemed resort. real relaxed. Everybody else had like a hero pose. He was just kind of you know. Yeah, but his his head also looked like you had glued it on. Yeah, it looked <laughs> a little superimposed. Like, that one, I was like, know. oh no, get down! Stop. I'm just like, <laughs> he's like you're not taking you're not taking this way. seriously. <laughs> yeah, Billy. Billy. Down. You're on a robot. You have a responsibility, exactly. sir. You're standing on a giant robot. I'm going to need yeah. some context. Yes. But I think it looks really good, and I'm actually going to give this one a chance. Now, if I hate it, 
Mm. We'll we'll all know. We'll <laughs> all know. We will all we'll have a podcast, so I have a video, an article. <laughs> it'll be really good. Like, it'll be Steffi's mini, mini episode called No No Power Rangers. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but also, I I was thinking about it. I'm trying to be serious. You guys are laughing. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about it, and there's so many iterations of Power Rangers on TV. You had to do a lot of things to make them look different. Yeah. And I think they really did that. And this looks like a movie, not just, you know, Power Rangers 1162, yeah. you know, or Dino Ninja Dino Sword. Dino Thunder Master Force. <laughs> yeah. Even though I love Dino Thunder. I love that season. <laughs> yes, I still kind of shut up. Anyways, <laughs> no judgment. But I think it looks it looks like larger than life. And I'm excited about it. Now, if I'm disappointed. Mm. That's it. Mm. No, no. Anyway, I actually, I actually kind of agree with you. Like, I'm again not was never really into Power Rangers, but it looks good. Yeah, it looks really interesting. The armor actually looks, you know, alien. Yeah, yep. That's kind of that. That's interesting. It doesn't look like something that came off the racket spirit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it looks like oh. Okay. Like technology. It looks functional. Like, it definitely mm-hmm. looks more like what you would expect from the plot if you really think about it. And yeah. It's growing on me. So, that and Brian Cranston playing Zordon. I'm I don't just, have to I buy ha- that. I have to see how that works. <laughs> just from a curiosity standpoint, I have to see whether it is the most inspired thing I've ever seen in my life or the just most Dumbest. ubiquitous, ubiquitous, ubiquitous <laughs> train wreck I've ever seen. And what's I, the um? What's her name that's playing Rita? Elizabeth Banks. Oh, I'm excited about that. I, I am because I love Elizabeth her. Banks yeah. I, and she's a fantastic actor. And I think she's going to be able to, you know, give that voice and that presence and just be mm-hmm. repulsive. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I really like her because she. I didn't realize like her skill i guess into the hunger games which i'm not crazy crazy about the hunger games but like she was like funny and ridiculous but she also like had so much emotion too yeah. mm-hmm. and i was like oh super like i respect you a, now a huge yeah. like mastery of range is it both yeah. as an actress and a director and she's actually funny yeah she's mm-hmm. one of those feet like women that are comedians that are actually funny mm-hmm. without either being like way too dry mm-hmm. or too dumb so you know she wrote the bitch perfect movie I know. I like She didn't them. write the original, but I'm saying she wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. I, she didn't write the original book. And I, she directed I like her. She directed the second, by the second one. one. Huh? But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold that against her. There's uh-huh. lots that goes into making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I still love her. Translation. There's a lot of blame. <laughs> yeah. A lot of blame to go around. <laughs> we can all share. <laughs> all right. So today, being today, and again, whatever you're reading this, it is September 21st. But it is Stephen King's birthday. Happy and birthday. Exactly. In honor of the King of Horror, um, they've announced a Dark Tower TV series to co- coincide with the Dark Tower film, both of which starring Idris Elba. That is fantastic. Idris, I love Idris Elba. He's one of those people, I'm like, you could read me the phone book mm-hmm. because I just like watching you like speak. And mm-hmm. act and things. And he's so charismatic and like yeah. pretty. And I know you all haven't seen it, but he was so good in Star Trek Beyond. Like he, I want to see it so it. bad. He, I, I haven't like, seen it just, yet. His character was like, just like a really this, just the lynch, the linchpin of oh, nice. of the plot. Like every like you hated and felt for him. Oh, I love the that. whole mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm excited just, they're yeah. doing that though, and I'm excited they went in a, you know, because everyone's always like Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that it's like. 
Yeah, that the gunslinger is. Yeah, yeah he's playing the gunslinger. Yeah. Like not a typical like. Yeah, that he doesn't Western exactly. guy. Yeah, I guess. So I mean, uh, in honor of Stephen King's birthday, we're gonna go just like real quickly talk about our favorite Stephen King movies and start with Stephanie. Oh, okay. <laughs> just real quick, it doesn't have to be like a synopsis. Um, but I like, can tell you my least favorite. <laughs> My least favorite is Pet Cemetery. Scared me to death. To death. Still can't watch it. Still done with it. No. Mm-mm. Sometimes dead is better. That's. Why? Why? Why do you hate me? He hates me. All right. That was rude. I really like that really, really crappy one. It's got, it's got uh, Leo from Charmed in It. Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. Oh, my God. His first, actually not based on a book, his first original, not his it's first, but so his original funny. screenplay. It's so funny. No, but um, what is it, Jenna? What's the name? Which, Which one? one? Oh, oh, I've got, was Riding the Bullet his? Riding the yeah, Bullet was Riding his, bullet yeah. his I love that one. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that one. And Rose Red? Rose Red. Rose Red. Take Rose Red. Yeah. I have Rose Red. Is it Riding the Bullet or Riding the Silver Bullet? It's Riding the Bullet. He it's did have, he did have some called Silver Bullet. Okay, those I like those, but Pet Cemetery, no, hate you, not you, Stephen King, because you're awesome. But why would you do that to me? I, I've never, I've never been a cat person, and I think it's your fault. I thought you'd be more scared of like you know killer toddlers. No, no, it was the cat, the little boy. I could give a crap less, you know. And in the second one, I tried to watch the second one to get over my fear. Yeah, it was a dog in that one, so I quit. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Jenna. Apparently, J- Stephanie doesn't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> no. Oh, we turned around in a pet cemetery once. It was the funniest thing that ever happened. Like, because we were lost and we turned in and it was like, pet- and Stephanie was like, what are you getting? No, leave. It was lit up by those weird Great. yellow street lights in like the corner of the woods. Please tell me there was mist on the horizon. It, please, it's please. Alabama. It's hot. Yes, oh. there's always mist. I hated it. And Jenna was like, don't look, Stephanie. And of course, me being smart, I'm like, what is it? And I'm like, oh, God, I almost died. I was an adult and almost died. Anyway. Cat on top of a tombstone. That's not fair. Okay. Um, well, my favorite's Rose Red. Like, that's probably my all-time favorite, Stephen mm-hmm. King. I can quote that movie to you, and it's mm-hmm. very long. If you've ever seen it, you will appreciate the fact that I've seen it yeah. enough times to quote it. It's like mm-hmm. I've Gone seen, with the Wind. Yeah, There's yeah, an intermission. I've seen all of it. Yeah, I've seen all of all <laughs> the miniseries. Seen, um, the Diary of Ellen Rimbrower. That one was it. a letdown. I do. I have it. I love the Diary. I have the actual book. My, the back when, um, what was it? It wasn't movie stock. It was movie gallery. Back when movie gallery was the thing, my mom had them special order the Diary of Ellen Rimbrower mm-hmm. for her because those were our movies. <laughs> but um, what is the one where all of the electronics come to life? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> It depends. We've seen a lot. They're, they're trapped in a truck stop. Oh, Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. I love it's actually that movie. based on a short story that he wrote called Trucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I don't understand why he didn't just call it Trucks, but <laughs> but Maximum Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. Makes sense because there was absolutely nothing in the film that either alluded to and or talked about anything being Maximum Overdrive. So. <laughs> but yes. It, it sounds more sinister than Trucks. I got you. But yeah, I mean, hot. There are so many Stephen King movies that I love. I mean, I can tell you one she don't like. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. it's my least favorite. It. Period. The end. (laughs) You want a balloon? They all float down here. (laughs) Hey, you're all evil. He talked about the down here. I didn't. You'll float too. (laughs) 
We're having way too much fun with But yeah, we, we, we went through and we did like, we watched Riding the Bullet when we were kids and it was great. And I just, he's so twisted. It's great. Like all of his, all of his movies. Like I, I really haven't seen a lot other than it that I hate. I, I have them all. Anytime you ever want to borrow a Stephen King movie, just let me know. Oh, what is it? Um... Not, it's the stand. I think it's the mm-hmm. stand. My mom, my mom is a very big Stephen King fan, mm-hmm. and it's always weird to me because she hates horror movies. But um, <laughs> like, I've had to sit through so many of those weird shows. Mm-hmm. That's probably the weirdest one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still liked it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Well, see, I'm I'm not really like a horror kind of person. Um. I've seen a couple of his. Okay. Um. Missed what? Do what? I said, "How dare you!" I mean, I'm wearing my Leatherface shirt right That's now. True. I was actually going to comment on that. That's Thanks. actually really sick. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, um, so I mean, I think uh, the Mist was his, right? Yes, the Mist was one. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that one. Um, I think what in the is it 112263? 112263 is based yes. on a book too. That's it. I loved that series. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it wasn't really a horror thing, but it had his kind of twistedness to it. Yeah, but it was so good. It was, it was, was so about, dark you know, and so good. Messing yeah. with you know, messing with time. What happens mm-hmm. from a right. Stephen King perspective? Yeah. He's like, oh, we gotta save this guy. Everything's gonna be better, and it's not because yeah. it's Stephen King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> worse. Just, just, Can't just do like the, the thing mist. you want to do without having to deal with the consequences. <laughs> just like the mists in the world, mm-hmm. guys. Let's shoot each other. Oh, I'm the only survivor. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually, I think that was my first Stephen King movie yeah. that The Mist was. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Hate, I, hate is a strong word. I disliked The Mist. I, I would, it just completely well, frightened me. It's interesting because like, the, the ending of The Mist movie was completely different than the actual ending of The Mist. Really? The story. And actually, Stephen King commented that he actually preferred that ending. Oh, yeah. the, the one from the book or the The movie? one from the movie. Ooh, like it was actually interesting. So it's wor- even worse than the book. What the? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, that movie is actually worse. That has a worse ending than the book. The the the, the story ends with them just driving along, like oh, okay. not knowing what's going to happen next, just ah. like, driving through the mist. Like they didn't like the movie to like put. I think Frank Darabont decided to put that ending on it, which was in- which I found interesting. I, I liked it and disliked it at the same. Like, I think I saw that movie two or three times, but, like, every single time when it got to the end, I was just like, really? Really, though? Like, you couldn't wait in just, like, five more minutes. Just five more minutes to hang on. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you got to take hope away. That's true. One of the things that Stephen King actually said in his uh, in his book on writing, he said, you know, and it's not his quote, but mm-hmm. uh, it's always something that stuck with me. It's like, you have to kill your darlings. Dang. George R. R. Martin read that book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know what? Right. (laughs) Well, I have read and seen every Stephen King movie. I've read every every Stephen King story. Like, I have every Stephen King novel. I'm literally right now uh, reading rereading Four Past Midnight because I love all the short story ones as well. Um, I have four that are really kind of like my quintessential favorite uh, Stephen King movies. One is the stand. I, I love the, I love the story. I love all the characters. I read that book, and I'm talking about the unabridged version. I read that unabridged version every summer, along with it, which is my second favorite. I love both of them. I like, I love, I like the miniseries. I like the fact that they kind of went, like they couldn't show a whole lot. Like it wasn't as graphic as it is in the books, but you still got that sense of dread and terror, especially in the stand. 
Um, the other two would actually be uh, Stand By Me, which is based on The Body, which is a, story, a short story that, uh, that Stephen King wrote. Oh, I take um, my vote back then. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my all-time favorite movies of all time, that uh, is based on Stephen. I did not know that. Yeah, Stephen King wrote. Okay, the, that's my vote too. I'm yeah. so sorry. Oh my god, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, so, <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time, is based on a short story by Stephen King called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I forgot that was his. Yeah. So is the sh- mm. Like you, like you, it's kind of like you automatically <laughs> yeah. think of like the horror ones, and you forget. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, he can write some Shawshank really Redemption. good drama. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I take my vote back. I am so sorry. <laughs> I've seen more than I thought I did. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot like Carrie, that also brings me back Cujo. Misery, Shawshank, Cujo. I saw the like um, remake. I saw Misery. that. You've never seen the original? So never the seen original it Sissy Spacek one? It's so much oh, Misery scared me to death because Kathy Bates is my grandmother. She called her Baby's Dirty Pillows. I just remember that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I loved, I loved Misery, but Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite movies. Right. It's definitely yeah. one of my favorite uh, Stephen King movies. Oh, definitely. So, I forgot See, that was him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was expecting you to say the Green Mile. I wanted you to. <laughs> that movie wrecked me. I like the thing. I like the Green Mile. I was. Yeah, I was. I was one of those people that you know. Green Mile too. Yeah, I was one of those people that. Pulled up a list. You know, when he um when they released the Green Mile, they released it in like little short form novellas that were like two dollars a piece. So I would like every it would be like every month like the new you know part of the Green Mile would come out. And it was it was actually really good because it was just you, it was anticipatory. Yeah, it's like you were waiting on it. it was like serialized. It was almost like a pulp novel. Yeah. So that so it really I enjoyed it. Like every month I get my you know my two bucks and just go buy the new uh, the new Green Mile. And mm-hmm. just when I got to the end of the story, I started back over re- rereading it. See, so. I. I, it was a great movie. I will never watch it again. I had to go to the bathroom and spend 30 minutes crying after the Green Mile. Like, it wrecked me as a person. Like, I I, I love it. Like, I'm sorry for what I am. Retrospect. Oh. No, stop. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like, oh, wow, yeah, stand by me. Like, well, see, that wrecked oh. me because it's like, you know, he didn't say, I'm sorry for what I did. He said, I'm sorry for what I am. I know. Mm. Oh, ooh, so uh, deep, so emotional. John Coffey. I take back my vote. It's Stand By Me. <laughs> and Misery and Cujo. And Misery and Cujo. Which makes no sense. I was I was afraid of Pet Cemetery. I was never afraid of Cujo. Because I'm like, yeah, it's rabies. Well, you, were, you weren't, what was the thing? You weren't afraid of the dog. You were just afraid of what happened to him after he died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, The Shining. The Shining is Stephen King. The Shining's good, but it's not. It it's never been thing. one of my faves. I like. I love The Shining. The, I love the <laughs> novel. I'm kind of with Stephen King on it. I wasn't a huge fan of the Kubrick movie. Because it just seemed more yeah. like Jack Nicholson running around being crazy for two hours. There wasn't, it. There wasn't <laughs> but see, in the book, there was a slow buildup of Jack Torrance as a character uh, going crazy. You didn't get that in the movie. Yeah. Because it was the thing is, is like one of the subplots of The Shining, which was which actually added to the terror, was that Jack Torrance, besides watching The Overlook, had to deal with the boiler. The boiler, which would which could blow up the entire hotel. Mm-hmm. Once he started neglecting it, there was parts in that novel where that boiler, what was happening to that boiler, just added tension, and you okay. didn't get that in the in the Kubrick movie. Mm-hmm. Did he? Uh, did Stephen write fourteen oh eight? Yes, he okay. did. That's I, one of his that, short stories. That's gonna be one of my favorites too. 
We could go on. Yeah. Anyway, Unless you could just be like, <laughs> we the, like the, Stephen, yeah, the Stephen King cast. But we're going to go ahead <laughs> and move on at this point. And we're talk about um, another change. Okay, so due to the reshoots for Rogue One, which we actually talked about on a previous mm-hmm. uh, podcast, the original composer of the movie, a man named Alexander Desplat, I'm hoping I'm saying that right. He was the, uh, <laughs> not, we're sorry. He was the composer for Godzilla and um, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows. So he, well, apparently there's a conflict with him in another project. So stu- the studio, uh, Disney, has brought in Michael Giacchino to take over. Now, if you don't know who Giacchino is, uh, he's the composer of Lost, uh, The Incredibles, Star Trek, Inside Out, Doctor Strange, and he won an Academy Award for his score for Up. Oh, so, oh yay. So. so he's pretty good. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. <laughs> he did Star Trek? Yeah. You got an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's funny. I, I, mean, I actually really like Giacchino's music. Like, I, if, on my, if you look on my phone, I actually have soundtracks of his. Just like, and honestly, the music for Up, like, especially that score, like the yeah. first 20 minutes, Forget that. can't listen to it. Can't listen to it. <laughs> cannot. I turn it on and I grab my children. He's like, nope. I love you. Nope. <laughs> Daddy's going nowhere. <laughs> like, Daddy, I'm I mean, I think, that, I think that's cool, though. I think, you know, that'll be interesting to see what he does with it because the scores are always a big thing. Yeah. They're always, mm-hmm. you know. And they have be, to be, is the thing, they have to be big in moments and then they have to be small in character. Yeah, you moments. can't just come out and create everything like the Imperial March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, again, we don't want to hear a whole soundtrack like the second movie, which I do love, but. Mm. But mm-hmm. if you really think about it, part of it is you have to have, with the exception of the characters, you still kind of have to have those beats in it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering how he's going to incorporate John Williams' mm-hmm. score into those moments. Because, you know, you know you wouldn't feel the same if there, no. if, if Darth Vader shows up and you don't hear. Yeah, or he's right. mentioned and there's not like a, a faint like, you background don't hear like, noise. Dun, right. Dun, dun, yeah. Yep. Like just the music Perfect. from the commercial. Right. right. Who did the, who did the uh, Jurassic World score? Well, I know they took parts. Of, well, of course, they took the, the main theme from mm-hmm. John Williams, but. Um, like what they did. What up. they did with, um, like, tying in the original mm-hmm. to that movie. Like, that gave me chills the yeah. first time I saw it. That's kind of what you have to do. Still does. Because so, like, like, they need to do something. I mean, like yeah, you've got years of establishment. Oh, so, thank that. you. It's like, yeah. Yeah. the music is so iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, in episode three, I know a lot of people crap on it, but I love that one. Like, where he starts to lose his mind, you hear that, mm-hmm. like, very mm-hmm. faintly. Done. Michael Giacchino. Oh, <laughs> look at Your that! Score for Jurassic World. Well, look at that. we trust you. We trust you. Welcome aboard. How funny! Good job, Jenna. Of Jenna's all like, the movies to wonder about, <laughs> well, that was just that was one that I was thinking that he took something that was an established, like it, mm-hmm. it had its music, and I mean they had used it and all of those, and then, like he he made it new and like creepy mm-hmm. almost. Like yeah. just, we're on board now. It's great. Yeah, we are. I'm <laughs> damn. I'm excited about it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Also, he's scoring The Incredibles 2. Oh, Ooh, I forgot that. that was happening. Ooh. <laughs> it was like, yay. <laughs> the, the only successful Fantastic Four. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Very true. <laughs> best, best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Right. <laughs> the Incredibles. I will agree with that because I like that and I just don't like the Fantastic right, Four. Right, exactly. Yeah. They combine powers and family. 
in the same movie. I really only like it when Reed and Sue have marital problems because of Namor. <laughs> that might say something so about me. Otherwise, you person. just really like Namor. No, no. she doesn't. You she hates like Namor. Namor. No, I hate really? Namor. But like, I don't know. In the original Civil War, when she went down to the ocean, tried to talk to him, he's like, "I can hear your heartbeat through the waves." And I was like, "Oh, he's creepy." <laughs> <laughs> but I ship it. <laughs> he's creepy. So he's like, like, I want to destroy the Fantastic like, Four. I want to break that. Is like you're starting yeah. like the worst R and B song ever. I know. <laughs> R Kelly would sing about <laughs> it. Hey, that's some, like exactly. That's some, like R Kelly, Chris Brown mess right there. <laughs> He, your, he did that in the closet, whatever that through, was. Like, he hot through the ocean, girl. <laughs> Please, Lord. <laughs> if, if someone make that, someone make it. <laughs> well, actually, maybe a little bit later we'll talk about something like that. Okay. All right, so now we're going to ch- kind of transition into Marvel. So, and we're going to talk about both like the comics and the movies. And one of the things that I think the main thing from the comics that we were kind of going over is that they are dropping the she. From She-Hulk. And Jessica Walters' new series will just be called Hulk. Yes. So Stephanie has all the feels already. I have you can see her so many feelings. Mm-hmm. This means so much to me. <laughs> because Jennifer... Alright, either I've noticed either you love her or you hate her. And, you know, I don't normally get on this bandwagon, but it's so important for her not to be, Oh, you're She-Hulk. Oh, you're you're a girl. No. Now, she's just Hulk. And that is so important. Just, like, in general. Like, just for representation and everything like that. Seriously, like, if she's come into her own for so long as a character that, yeah, it is a little bit diminishing to just say, well, you know, here's Hulk. And here's She-Hulk. Here's She-Hulk. Like, she has proven herself on so many different teams Mm -hmm. as an Avenger, Fantastic Four. Like she's, you know, and been not only an accomplished lawyer, but, you know, she as a hero. I think it, I think honestly, this one's if she, if with Bruce being Hmm. mm, where he is at this point in the, uh, in the comics, I think otherwise I'm, I'm, indisposed. I'm sorry because you know how we because you know how we all collectively feel about Amadeus Chang, but <laughs> Jennifer, I mean Jennifer, I'm sorry, Jessica, she was the one that you know, yeah, to me felt like she could take over the mantle of Hulk. Yes, and I like when I saw that you know Hulk number one and it's Jennifer. It's oh my gosh, it's so awesome. Like it means so much because she's always been so unapologetic. And so different from Hulk. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, just reading the little blurb when they announced it was just her, you know, going through these things, not being able to control, you know, kind of like back in the day when it was like Savage She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. And I want to see Jennifer go through that. I want to see her. Yeah, and my bad. I keep calling her Jessica and that's my fault. No, I didn't. Oh, did you call her Jessica? I don't know. Anyways. I did. I was thinking about Jessica Drew at the same time. I was thinking about Jennifer Walters. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. And, you know, she was with Luke Cage and Jessica. Jessica Jones. Jones. So, yeah. She was with Luke Cage. Yeah, and I did want to talk about Jessica Jones, but you're welcome. Anyways, but (laughs) yes, I'm excited. I will buy that one, even if it's $6. (laughs) (laughs) But I I love, the reason I love She Hulk is because. I will read it quietly in a store where no one sees it. Yeah. She is so. Put it back. She's so fresh, in a way. Even though she's been around for 50-plus yeah. years, she is so fresh. And I think this will put in the forefront 
for people to be like, oh, this is Hulk number one. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's Hulk. And then I'm sorry. Her dealing with, you know, what happened to her in Civil War. Right. In Civil War mm-hmm. Two. that's going to be interesting to see going forward, her mm-hmm. dynamic of, you know, being almost on the brink of death. Yeah. And Oh, she's got some feels about that. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, and she's an intelligent and woman. Be who, who does she blame? Like, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah. So. She's a very intelligent woman. She's very capable. And I'm so excited and proud. And she's queen. And I don't know. I didn't expect it to mean that much. But when I saw it, they were like, oh, she's dropping the she. And she's just Hulk. Like, I. I got chills and I got so yeah. kind of emotional because I'm like, yes, I mean, and even You know, even as a guy, I kind of feel like it just seems empowering. Yes. That it's just, you know what, it, it's not She-Hulk, it's not He-Hulk, it's Hulk. She is yeah. Hulk. She's Hulk. Mm-hmm. End of story, end of discussion, mm-hmm. just because, you know, and I, I'm really happy about it. I'm really pleased. I'm really excited about it, too, because the totally awesome Hulk is... Uh, Less than awesome. <laughs> totally and if you not. think about it, taking I, I, I'm ready for him to go. You know, she's always been super strong, but you know, a woman taking up the mantle of just you know being Hulk, the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Hulk is strong, and people always say, "Oh, who would win in a fight?" You know, Superman or the Hulk? Who's stronger? And now it's a woman. Yeah, but see, they and she's being recognized. But they've kind of you know paved the way for that with Thor. Yes. Because it's it's not you know it wasn't she Thor it wasn't Thor Thor Thoret or Thorina. Yeah, Thor, and she I love that. Thor, so that's that's interesting. I think it's really classy. Yeah, really classy. So moving Goodness. on to another character in the diversity universe of Marvel, Miles Morales. All right, what what news do you bring me? Well, <laughs> Miles Morales murders Steve Rogers. <gasps> what? <laughs> All right, I'm on your team now. I'm done. That. that Danny, Danny's so mad. Danny, all right. For I've those never who cannot seen see, Danny angry. He slapped the table. <laughs> the table was slapped. This is usually a Stephanie thing. Look, that's my favorite Spider-Man. Like Peter Parker's cool and all, but Miles though. No. Miles is Danny's boy. <sighs> he loves him. Here's the thing. Why? He's, I don't know. It we really it looks. But here's the thing. From what it looks like, it, he could either have killed Steve Rogers. Or he could have just been on the scene when Steve Rogers was murdered, and they blame him. Yeah. Because Carol is trying to place him under arrest. Miles. Because Carol's of that mindset where it's like, there's but someone to blame always, a, and you were there. Right. Because it's a tie-in to Civil War Which, II. Careful, Carol. It's one of those things, <laughs> right, it's one of those things where you kind of, is it, you know, was it a premonition that she's chasing, or did she just come on the scene? And so see? is this a tie-in, or is this the new issue that's coming out? It's a tie-in. Yeah, I think it's a tie-in because like the for the art. Yeah, I'm not getting any sleep tonight. I'm gonna have to find this. The art (laughs) shows Miles standing there holding Steve Rogers, like holding lifeless body, like with like something impaled through Steve's chest. So yeah, so we don't. And his shield broken. Yeah. So (laughs) they give him a fake shield or something. I mean, what what is it? Uh, Again, and, and you can't then the pick next, my two favorite characters and then the against ne- right, each other. And then the next panel is Carol uh-huh. saying, "I'm sorry, kid, you're under arrest." Is, is this still brainwashed, Steve? Like not brainwashed, Steve, but I mean, is still, this yeah. still yeah. Hydra, still, Steve? This is still Hydra, Steve. But it's okay. still, but it's still technically Steve Rogers. <sighs> my heart oh, hurts see, right now. Like, what the heck? I mean, I told you they were either gonna have to kill him or is this an epidemic? Why? Am, uh, <laughs> Okay, so we don't know for sure if Miles killed him. Right. 
If he did, we don't know for sure why, because this is Evil Steve. I'm sorry, it's not Evil Steve, but it's Evil Steve. This is actually today's issue of Civil War II. Ulysses sees into Miles Morales' future. And reveals that he's going to be the one. To kill Steve Rogers. Oh, so it hasn't happened. No, because Carol's still on that mission. Let's prevent things before they happen, because that's never gotten anyone in in trouble ever. In the last issue, they explored why he gets those, and they're not premonitions. So do we know that Steve is Hydra Steve? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, they haven't outed well, him yet. Yeah. Okay, you know, so it's from the picture. Miles isn't bad. Then. It's okay. No, Miles is not bad, evil, but he's killing Captain America. He's, <laughs> he's evil, Captain America. Remember, it's, it's so, he's doing it for the but, good of the world. But but he's he probably didn't do it. Bucky probably did it, and he's just covered in blue. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm in such turmoil so right much now. Comforting going on right now. I'm so. just I'm telling you, like. I, I haven't read a single Captain America issue since the first one. I'm not lying. Like um, I, I mean, know, I know what I, yeah. I know what ex- essentially has happened. I know that we deemed it that he his past. He's got false memories yeah. or whatever, and so I forgave them because. Yeah. Well, he's not I the Hydra. <laughs> he's not the Hydra that everybody's making out to be. Right hand of the Red Skull. He's not that. He's trying to build a Hydra, but the way he views Hydra is almost like Shield. And yeah. so it's but like if it this... was a poor plot device, and what do you do to get out of a poor <laughs> plot device? You throw crap on top of it, and but apparently he's still going after the skull. So, so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but uh, that happened. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, because it's still Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. even with false memories, and mm-hmm. he can't be evil. Mm-hmm. You're all stupid. <laughs> but oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. But um. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll read it okay. just to see what's going like, on. Like, I feel like I just heard Should like somebody I love like is dying or arrested <laughs> or something. Like I'm, I'm like over here fidgeting. I can't. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like, no, uh, no, no. It's like you just told me my son killed someone. Because I mean, like the cat <laughs> thing. Bring him like, back. He's with, died plenty of times. We'll bring him back. <laughs> well, I mean, with the cat thing, I was kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll give it a chance. But how's though? Like, no. He's probably protecting someone that Steve's trying to kill. He threw Jack Flag out of a plane. He's probably protecting Jack, someone. Jack Flag's not dead. Well, That's so another... we, we still threw him out of a plane. No, I know. He still did that. But, <laughs> I think yeah, everybody's like You're missing my point us. here, Danny. Everybody, everybody's LMDs. <laughs> just, I'll just go with that. All right. Speaking of life, my voice. Cat. <laughs> nice segue there. Yeah. We're going to talk about the. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. premiere episode. Now, only two of us have watched Yeah, it, I was going to say, that's where but, you lose us, because we're still horrible people. And but I'm that's, gonna, that's fine. We'll we're going to we'll talk. talk about a couple of things. We're going to spoil a couple of things. That's but okay. nothing that I don't think will take you you know, away from your enjoyment of seeing this show. We're so, like, so, how many seasons? Uh, everyone, knows, <laughs> right, everyone knows at this point that they have introduced Ghost Rider. Yes. So, um into uh agents of shield mm-hmm. now there will be a uh a mini episode about this version mm-hmm. of ghost rider because you know there was uh the, i'm very excited about yeah. this version mm-hmm. <laughs> <Danny> <laughs> anything's better than uh old dude yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Nicholas Cage. 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 they should never let him act <laughs> again oh, that, that might um, be a little extreme he can be funny so. i'm the spirit of vengeance he's creepy i loved him so as sorry. the dad in the cruise <laughs> <laughs> anyways Jared, i'm more yeah. of a vengeance protector um, <laughs> he just always needs to be making fun of himself that's he really how we're all does. Play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway sorry. so 
Um, Gabriel Luna, who plays uh, Robbie Reyes, plays Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider on the episode, did an interview with um, with Collider, where he said, and I quote, "What we haven't touched on are things that can't be explained perfectly by science. It's a lot of really fun stuff that starts to lead into the world of Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, and Mephisto." Mm. and all of the other elements that also exist there. So, will we be seeing Mephisto nice. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I think they set it up real well for it. I think they did too, because it seems to be like a ghost going around, uh, like, touching people creepily. Yeah. <laughs> in that premiere, that's like, you know, it's kind of like creeping into Agent May, which yeah. that's going to be interesting. But as far as the premiere goes, like, me and... Nana we're talking about it earlier, it just seems like a brand new show. Mm-hmm. Like everything about it, just all the elements are working, all the elements seem uh seem to be new and fresh and I'm I can't wait to see the next episode. To me it felt like a Netflix series. As, it as did. It did kinda go because it, it did kinda go a little it. bit darker, especially oh, like yeah. in the first like what, five minutes they're they like, kill, like three Oh guys. yeah, so yeah. dude's head was smashed and one guy's spine was pulled out his and then they interrupt and, kinda and they kinda go to something else. It's like oh, he was what? <laughs> What? I mean, like it's it's, it's pretty graphic. Yeah, dark. And there's more blood in that than I've ever seen in an Agents of Shield episode. Yeah, it was brutal. And they kind of go there, and then they actually introduce life model decoys mm-hmm. without actually saying he comes close to. That's that, that was the thing that got me. But yeah, because he yeah. wants to introduce them as a shield. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's the thing. The explanation actually seemed fine, and the yeah. fact that they kind of alluded to, well, you know what, how dangerous this can be. One mm-hmm. word, Ultron. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and just go ahead and say that. <laughs> It is everyone not remember right the whole <laughs> Ultron happens. thing, but um, yeah. but it's interesting. I kind um, I like the fact that at this point, like four seasons in, they found a way to kind of incorporate the larger universe without mm-hmm. overtly mentioning it. Mm-hmm. That it's just you know here we are and here they are. I still want to see, I still want to see a tie-in to the Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see like a mention other than like the little crawl that the talking about something happening in Hell's Kitchen. I kind of want to see that progression that show the cohesion of that universe. It would just be so much better if they did acknowledge each other. Like, yeah. fully acknowledge each other, not exactly. just drop a hint. Because the comics don't drop a hint. Right. It's in your face. Mm-hmm. This exists here. Let's go ask Daredevil. Right. <laughs> right. Thank you. It's just, hey, you know what? I need an attorney. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. How many attorneys are there? But see, then that transitions. Maybe, maybe that'll be uh, Daisy's attorney once they catch her. That would be nice. That, that would be, be nice awesome. to see. But see, so then we kind of go into and kind of lean hard into Luke Cage, mm-hmm. which comes out next Friday. Super excited. Which we are all excited about because I... He is fantastic. I'm going to have to not binge watch every episode, and that's going to be difficult because I think I'm going to, like... I think I'm going to like have my like once my children go to bed I, I just it's just gonna be me and and Luke Cage and I'm gonna have to stop our one on one time yeah, I'm gonna have to like stop at some point and I don't know which point that will be are gonna it, do like one episode a night oh I'm not no. I, I, no, I'm sorry it'll be you like, have, like I'm not even it. making that promise no mm-hmm. it'll be like two it'll be like two back to back and then I think at some point I'll probably binge watch the entire season that weekend and then go back and watch every, mm-hmm. every Netflix show. So it'll just be, so I'll just go back and just Daredevil season one, Jessica Jones, Daredevil season two, and then back to Luke Cage again. Because then all of that I'm going to get ready for Iron Fist. Yes. Yeah. When is Iron 
Fist come out? Iron Fist, I think, is next year. But I, I think, think we'll Iron get Fist another is... Daredevil before we get Iron Fist. I... Actually, no. no we're I not getting we get... another Daredevil no. before the Defenders. Right, before Are Defenders. We not? No. I thought they Daredevil's were done for now. No, no, no. Well, they're season, doing. Well, they, they like are. A, they are yeah. going to do another season. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be, be after the defenders. Right, it's going to be Iron Fist and yeah. then Defenders and then Jessica Jones season two. And I think then it's going to be uh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Daredevil season three. Mm-hmm. See, I saw the teaser. Whenever I start seeing the teasers, I'm like, oh, they're coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think they're just trying to give everyone some wit, kind of growing room first, yeah. and then they're going to go do their Defenders and well, stuff. Well, that's the thing, because so. remember you had Iron Man, and then mm-hmm. Iron Man 2, and then... Was, you I was just thinking another, it's kind yeah, of the same You really method. get another Iron Man 3 until you right. can, until after Avengers. Because after Daredevil's going to essentially film. be that glue that brings them together anyway, exactly. so he's kind of playing that part of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to Luke Cage, absolutely. I just... I, I, I cannot... I cannot promise I will not watch every episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. I'm really excited about it because <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, I like it. I like it because with the trailers, it doesn't feel like what we've already seen. It yeah. still feels new. That's what I'm mm-hmm. liked about the Netflix shows. Is Daredevil is his own thing, his kind of own feel, and then Jessica Jones has hers. Yeah. And then with Luke Cage, it's the same thing. Like I'm, I'm just ready to see and him in action. I love. I'm sorry. I love the teaser where he comes out of the tank and he has the gauntlets and the. Yep. If you're gonna go that that you know, with the with the original like seventies black exploitation mm-hmm. Luke Cage, <laughs> give it to me in a teaser and then disregard it. And then like take, okay, I've seen it. There We're it good. is. Yeah. Never have to see it again. We're done. <laughs> like, I'm sorry he doesn't have to put a chain around his waist anymore. I'm sorry. No <laughs> man. But, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Netflix shows, The Punisher. Netflix show, mm-hmm. which was announced, and interesting thing about the Punisher show, considering it wasn't really necessarily on the slate that they had given us originally, so it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of tie that into the other uh, series. But um, Ben Barnes, who, if you don't know who he is, he's uh, he played Prince Caspian in all the Narnia okay. movies. Oh, you got me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and he's in the up the upcoming Westworld series on HBO. Um, he's been cast as a series regular. Now, no one know who no one knows who he's playing, okay. but the odd money is on him playing either Bobby Saint, mm-hmm. who is uh, you know my boss's kid, or Jigsaw, Ooh. which I kind of doubt because you know you know. Pretty, See, I heard he was uh, pretty kids. They don't mess up the face. <laughs> yeah. See, I'd heard something about a uh, possibly I think microchip. I think is one thing that I had heard, but I, I didn't hear anything ground yeah, to it. I, think, I know that yeah. they're trying, that they're looking for, for microchip, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. That, I'm sorry, but pretty people, when they're casting shows, they're never cast as the nerd. <laughs> they're never cast as the nerd that sits in front of a computer because mm-hmm. they're too pretty. They have to be out there with their prettiness being pretty and, do, and doing pretty things. Nerd is the new job. Haven't you heard? Yes. <laughs> very, very true. But again, I seriously doubt. I think they'll find someone who's like, I think they'll find someone who is, I think for, yeah, I think for microchip, they'll find someone who's funny. They'll find mm-hmm. more comic relief than they will someone who's. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and honestly, if they really kind of want to be progressive, they would make microchip a woman. Ooh. I think that would, I think that would yeah. probably work out a little All bit All the other, better. you know, Tech queens are actually but, females. Yeah, that's true. But how would that work with Punisher, though? That that would be the I dynamic be, that I would want to see. I think, I think that would be an interesting dynamic because I think it would be um, 
I think if it were a female character, it'd be someone who could give a little bit more of that emotional context to try and kind, kind of, of be a moral hit, compass of sorts. right. Kind of okay. even you kind of yeah. helping him, you know, remember that he is still a person mm-hmm. and not just a mission. Keeping him grounded instead yeah. of, but not yeah. in a romantic way. Right, 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 right. right. Hate for them to go that route, but if, not everything needs to be. Right. That would exactly. that would ruin his whole purpose, right? But I think because the whole thing was somebody, his family, so. right? I think if they made it, I think if it was something that they made into a strong character who had a strong moral compass, who believed in the mission, mm-hmm. but also cared about the man. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's going to be the villain. Yeah, that's the one I understand. Okay. So that's why I was going to the whole. A no, microchips okay. is side. No, 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 microchips. I didn't think I was he's, like. I was he's so his oracle, basically. I was like, wait a minute! I thought he was his friend. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that kind of. That's why I was kind of going with the the whole like either Bobby Saint or mm-hmm. the jigsaw. That's thing. what I feel like. Bobby Saint probably where they're going. Yeah, but my thing is like Bobby Saint. Like Bobby Saint was created for the movies, which is like he was never mm. a comic book character. So ah, it just okay. always was weird to me that they even speculated it'd be Bobby Saint because you're basically just kind of dragging someone from the movies that made absolutely no sense. Yeah, like they—he's so ubiquitously like I'm gonna use that word a lot. <laughs> you are. That's, you're, that's you're, your word of the week. Your word of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so like not worth having him as a character mm-hmm. because he was—he was only like a a plot device in the movie that he was in. Mm-hmm. He got murdered, <laughs> which prompted the killing of Frank Castle's family. Nice. Yeah. So, back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Now, if anyone's seen the set pictures from Thor Ragnarok, you've seen that apparently Odin is on Earth as a homeless man. Hobo. Homeless, <laughs> a hobo. He's alive. It's like, what if, it's like someone playing What If God was one of us? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just a slob corner. like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to well, make That was pretty home. good. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> right? One point, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I read a book series, God was the dog. Oh, nice. The dog with a limp. <laughs> Freaking awesome. Took you, took you much longer than you thought to connect that dog. You're like, God is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so give me Odin on a street. Give me that song. <laughs> so apparently, at least this, passing from by. the pictures, it looks like um, whatever goes on, whatever's going on in on Asgard with Hela prompts uh, prompts Thor and Loki to have to team up to find Odin. Of course, because Loki can't be a bad guy. But didn't want him to be. didn't Loki like banish him or what? I guess we're gonna find I was out. Like, what Loki's happened. the reason why. But he's see, that's what I say. Right, the thing. I don't know. I don't know if it necessarily well, would. I don't know if it was necessarily Loki. Because mm-hmm. remember, like in Thor: The Dark World, Frieza died, mm-hmm. so it might have been his grief oh, yeah? over the death of Frieza that drove him that away. Drive, that drives him to leave, and then he just and then he can't make. His Loki way back. just assumes the right. Loki throne. just assumes okay. the, the throne in his absence. Huh. So that looks interesting. What's really interesting to me is the is the photo of Thor holding um, holding his little card that has. Oh a, yes certain address <laughs> Bleecker Street mm-hmm. certain Bleecker Street address which is the home of the Sanctum Sanctorum mm. Dr. Strange mm-hmm. so why <laughs> why would Thor need to seek the Sanctum Sanctorum mm. probably gotta do something with Hela exactly so that's going to be interesting to see I'm absolutely excited to see I like the dots that we're seeing them connect that's what mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying we're going to go ahead and pivot into uh, so we come out of uh, the world of Marvel into the world of DC 
And the first thing I want to talk about is, I know a lot of people have probably already seen it. I've seen it and I really liked it, is Batman the Killing Joke, the animated movie. <laughs> Just kind of want to get... And Stephanie's stewing. Yeah, kind of <laughs> want to get um, Stephanie's reaction because me and Stephanie kind of are the DC people, so... Oh, um, hmm. Okay. So the thing is, Kevin Conroy, beautiful, amazing. Like it was, oh, it was well done except for one thing. You mean the scene that caused the R rating? Yep. That one. Is that literally it? And I'm honestly not talking about like Barbara being shot. No, I mean, I mean that's that's part. Of, but here's the thing: like the the controversy for the movie is that there is a the beginning of a sex scene between Batgirl and Batman. I hate it. I am <laughs> not okay with it at all. Why? Because it's weird to me, physically weird. Because I'm not one of those people that are like, oh yeah, sh-. no, Mm-mm. it kind of makes me feel funny inside. It's kind of like, oh. <laughs> Okay, uh, your mentor, who's your dad's like bestie when he's in his suit and stuff. We're just gonna okay, okay, we're gonna sleep together because that's not weird at all. And you ever seen the Thornbirds? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loves that movie. I love that movie, but it's like bad touch, series. bad touch, bad touch, bad touch, bad touch, and it makes me physically uncomfortable. Why? Why? It. I don't like it. There was no need for it to me. It didn't. Mm. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I disagree slightly. I do agree with the point that it's, it's something that, in my opinion, really didn't need to be part of the story. I think they, tr- I think what they tried to do was put that scene in as a context to why Batman would react the way he does, and why he would go after joker the way he did by trying to add in an additional element to their relationship but you know it it just never really it didn't seem to make much sense because the relationship between barbara and and bruce or the relationship between bat because it actually really is not much of a relationship between barbara and bruce it was always right batgirl and batman relationship between the two of them has always been what it is i think Batman would go hard after Joker, no matter who it was. If it was mm-hmm. Batgirl yeah, or Robin or anyone, yeah, because to me, you Joker. didn't need that plot point in the story if you did a. Yeah, and they kind of already alluded to that when he was, you know, when he was in the jail cell, talking to who he thought at the time was the Joker and saying, "You know what? I need to know: is this what? Is this it? Is this how we're going to end this? Are you going to kill me, or am I going to kill you?" That's the existential question at the heart of the killing joke that's always mm-hmm. been there. Yep. That's the part of the plot that's uh, that's kind of that dr- that drove the story throughout that entire graphic novel. The part with Barbara, I mean, is it even the stuff they added to kind of flesh out um, Batgirl by giving her that kind of backstory with the like obsessed fan bad guy? That, in that context, that was fine. Yeah. I think that, that made sense. The physical relationship between Batgirl and Batman, it was, 
it was titillating in the sense that that's what they were trying to go for, but it just never really, it didn't seem to make much sense. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. I think it was, um, a very cheap way to establish a relationship. There does not need to be a physical relationship for you to care about another human being. There does not need to be a physical relationship for a man to care about a woman and cares what happens to her and feel like he needs to avenge her in a way. And I feel like it was just a very cheap plot device and I did, I expected more. And that's what let me down because, so you're saying, Oh, so him being my mentor and me taking up this mantle and fighting alongside of him being an equal, uh, he wouldn't care as much if we weren't going to bed together. That's what that made me feel. And it made me feel dirty and I don't like it. And that's why I was holding in, but I let it go. And I'm sorry, Darren, I love you, but that's what it makes me feel like. It makes me feel like a very cheap plot device to make a woman matter to a superhero. No, false, completely not because Barbara Gordon does matter. Just like, all the Robins do. Everyone in the Bat family matters without there being a sexual relationship there. And I feel like that was a very cheap way to make her, air quote, matter just a little bit more. Yeah. No, it absolutely makes Sorry. sense. I, no, no, don't apologize for it because I, because yeah. I agree with you. It just, it really did not need to be there. Right. And I feel like. It's because, it, because it is, like you said, it's basically saying. Would he have cared as much had he not slept with her? Right. And then it seems like her motivation after the incident was to basically get back together with him. Right. Because even after they slept together, she she was able to compartmentalize it and say it just it was what it was. Let's let's go back to what we are. And he kind of seemed like. You know, he wasn't it was talking just to all her. Wrong. Right. It just it it added a weird element that just did not need to be. Right. There. If you if you take that out of it, awesome. Thank you. I'm appreciative. But you put that in there in a story that is strong enough to and it doesn't need it. It didn't need the cushion, the buffer. Oh, it's an R okay. I would have I would if you just want to make an R rating and show Batman getting it on, Selena Collis somewhere in Gotham. <laughs> Let him hook up. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> or even like it, uh, Bruce is Bring not, Dickian. you know, the one who actually was with Barbara. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> and you know, I thought not it was going to be just my, you know, because they are the only couple that matters. Not the only couple, but mm-hmm. the only couple that the only woman that Dick Grayson's ever been with that matters in my mind is Barbara Gordon. And but I thought that was my main reason for hating it. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, no, this is cheap. Yeah. Like Bruce cared because he cares about Barbara. And he feels it was his fault. Right. That's the root of the issue. Right. That's the thing. Taking taking that aspect out of it, Batman will always feel guilty about the Joker hurting someone, whether close to him or not. Right. Because he's always wrestled with the existential angst of wondering if the killing the Joker is something that he has to do. It needs to happen. Even though he's ne- even though he doesn't kill. There's almost no avenue that the Joker will go down with him where at the end of it, the question is, do I die or do I kill him? Right. Because ultimately it always seems to be that's what it's going to come down to. Right. And the caveat of him being stuck in that constant this way, that way is the people around Mm -hmm. him paying the price for it. Right. Exactly. They're always the collateral damage to this dynamic. And that always hurts. It doesn't hurt because... It, it just didn't need it. It really just yeah. didn't need it. And I agree with you. Other than that, you know, I, it was very faithful yes. to the killing joke. 
So taking that part out. Yeah. You if know, you could just it, take it out. Honestly, taking that part out wouldn't have hurt it. No. Wouldn't have hurt the, the, the story at all. And to me, in my mind, if you can take a part that's supposed to be like, ooh, a big setup of character development out of a plot, then it meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. It added nothing that it you can just blip it out. It did mm-hmm. more than add nothing. It took away yeah. from something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just kind of going along those same lines um, just as a matter of possible redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> both <laughs> Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill have um, expressed their interest in coming back and reprising their roles and possibly doing a Hush animated film yes. or a Death in the Family also, animated yes. film. Again, which, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Stephanie's taught like a parent. It's like, you know what? I'm not mad at you. I'm, I'm just, just disappointed, disappointed in what you did. Kevin, Mark, you were beautiful, as always. Missed ya, love ya. Please give me death in the family. Yeah. With Tim. Yes, with Tim Drake. Come on. Don't no. exclude him right, thank any you. longer. I need an animated film He's other than Return of the, the Joker that introduces Tim Drake. There's a reason why Tim Drake works as a character. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why Tim Drake has endured. There's a reason why Tim Drake has endured longer than Jason Todd did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Tim Drake is a dynamic and remarkable character in and of himself. Mm-hmm. And that, honestly, I think we could do like a whole mini episode on Tim on Drake. Tim Drake. I could. Yeah. My feeling. I was like, he was the Robin Scheduled. that got the Robin series. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yep. Thank like you. the Robin comics are right. about Tim. Exactly. They there was a reason to have him do his own comics. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Anyways, but yes, you can redeem yourself again. Just be be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Alan Richton, who I'm no, I'm not saying that name right. Richson or Richtison or something German. Alan something. Uh, Alan, Alan, <laughs> Alan. Alan. Alan German. Alan, Alan, Alan German. Alan German Alan. last name. <laughs> now, uh, if you don't know who he is, he, um, which nobody did when I brought it up no. the first time. He, Still he is uh, Raphael in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. The, the new ones, which Stephanie will refuse us to watch. Yep. But. Your day's the, coming. <laughs> but the reason. The first one finally. But the reason why I kind of bring him into it is because he did play uh, Aquaman on Smallville. (gasps) Oh, I'm down! Yeah. Uh, He is rumored to be playing Shazam. Oh, yes! Opposite opposite Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam. Yeah, he was in The Hunger Games, wasn't he? I think so. I think he was the the one that got killed in the water, the blonde one, the tall one. Oh. Yeah, the one that looks like a a boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like so a little boy. Uh, I'm mean, sorry. You are a man. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> he looks young, but he's rumored to play. Now, my thing is like the the guys. The guy's big. The guy's guy. He's you know he. My whole thing is though he's nowhere near as big as The Rock. No, that's gonna so be I interesting. Just, I, I mean, I. Don't, We've seen people bulk up. It's possible. Well, I mean, it's. I'm not saying he can't. The Rock just has like 30 years of bulking up. Yeah. Ahead of you. <laughs> Quite a head start. He in that one movie. Oh, I just yes, he was in fact in the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. He was in fact in the Hunger Games. Yes, he was the one that um, when they're on the, the, the water part, he comes out and he's trying to kill Katniss and then he dies or something. He's the blonde one. He looks like an uber douche. <laughs> but like aesthetically in his face, mm-hmm. I could see it. But you would have to. Ooh, we would have to get. Well, I mean, even it without bulking up, though, I think it'd be kind of an interesting dynamic. If I mean, with 
uh, Dwayne Johnson being larger than him, yeah. kind of more of like a David Goliath like kind of be, feel yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can kind so of. I, see see I can see how it could still work yeah. uh, without him. I would having just have to see him get, actually act because yeah. I know that. He, he sure doesn't want Smallville to be his only, like, face-to-face -face acting calling card. Oh, no, he does a lot of acting, like, that outside of CGI. Anything. I mean, he was, on a, he was on a show called Blue Mountain State. <gasps> he for, was! He was hilarious. Yeah. Again, an Uber <laughs> dude, So, yeah, he was played, like, Thad, I guess is what yeah, his name was. Exactly. But, yeah, he was Thad. on that. Thad. 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 Name sounds like a douche. Sounds like Thad. Douche. Oh, like Chad with Thad. a T. Very <laughs> awesome, Thad. But he, um, but yeah, so he, you know, he does, you know, he does act with his face. He does, oh, yeah, well, so, okay. he does do face, he does do face acting. So I think he could do the awkward funny that Shazam. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that you'd have to, you'd have to be able to play both someone powerful, but innocent like a child. Mm -hmm. So that would be, that'd be interesting. So I would yeah, honestly, there's kind of that immaturity with it. Yeah, because my, honestly, it, so, yeah. like, and I know a lot, of, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but. I, you know, just as a counter to The Rock, like, if you've ever seen the movie Sisters, or even, um, uh, what was Amy Schumer's movie, uh, Trainwreck, I think John Cena <laughs> would be hilarious. John Cena would be funny. I think it would be, I think it would be interesting casting for him to play Shazam. I think it would be I funny. I don't want to see John Cena's Shazam, but I would because I would laugh so hard of him just <laughs> yeah, of so him funny. just playing like playing <laughs> yeah. childish. Yes, and like, he like he's hilarious. it could be extremely funny, especially when he thinks he's serious and he's actually right. being rid ridiculously exactly. dumb. Exactly. That is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but okay, so I can okay. Spell mm -hmm. his last name for me, George. What? George. George the Aquaman. George's name is Alan. Alan, what? <laughs> George. I have oh no goodness. idea. I was looking for a George. Welcome I was back. Like, what on earth? R I C H T S O N. Rich Stun. And I was starting with an S, and his last name, like I, I don't know where I went. George. I was like, George. I'm George. So, <laughs> what's Kevin's last name again? Uh, <laughs> all right, so next we're going to talk about uh, since um, Supergirl has moved to the CW, we have seen our first footage of and pictures of Superman hmm. or Superbro. Superbro. <laughs> Superbra. Teen Wolf Bro. Yeah, man. Teen Wolf Bro Man. Superbro. Superbro Man. <laughs> I, you know. I think the the cape hangs weird with like it looks like he has snaps <laughs> on the I think the, it looks like the cape snaps no in to the sides of the costume. I mean, you've seen the Incredibles, no capes, but I mean yeah. you got to have them detachable, man. But you know, I'm it can be life threatening, and he's shorter than Jimmy Olsen. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Olsen is stacked, and yeah. like because like, you know I'm looking at it, I was like, is it really Superman's best friend Jimmy Olsen or? The Jimmy Olsen sidekick, sidekick Clark. <laughs> <laughs> like Jimmy Olsen, like he looks like Clark. I got this, bro. Jimmy, right? It's like Jimmy Olsen looks like a dude that would take Clark out to get a drink because he wants to. Like, it's like I want to help you pick up chicks, bro. Like he's like, dude, come on, you're gonna man up. It's like Jimmy it's like Olsen, the superhero version of him. Because like, in the comics, yeah. you're right. In the comics, you know, Jimmy Olsen always looked up to. Literally and physically, to, uh, <laughs> to Superman or Superman, right? To Superman, and I don't know how that dynamic's gonna work. May just they just probably will be bros. They're bros. <laughs> no, um, 
I do. I love Tyler Hicklin. Um, I know Jenna loves Tyler Hicklin. Um, he's an adorable being. He's an adorable. He's adorable. Yes, and he he's he can act like that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's, I'm just ta- I'm really just talking about physical representation. Yeah. I I think he I actually but think he can young. do it. I think he can do it, and I'm I actually look forward to seeing. But there's also this thing in my mind where I'm like, okay, yay, we have Superman. We look at the movies, and whatever you say, Henry Cavill looks like Superman, so mm-hmm. sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Henry Cavill, who's like, okay, you're a large <laughs> being. Who's a Superman. Who's a Superman, who's tall, broad, looks like a... The, he looks like the person in the comic books. I'm so sorry. And then you have Tyler Hicklin. Hey... He could be Superboy. He could be Connor <laughs> Kent. <laughs> Superboy. Like, he would be great as Superboy. He'd be great oh. as Connor. Like, he could be broody and still look like, yes. And then he could just wear a black t-shirt. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like they're going to have to do a lot of special effect with that. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Because, like I said, I, I am a little concerned about the dynamic between it. Because it has, the, the first season, they made it all about Supergirl. Like yeah. they kept him, in, they kept Superman in the background. Yeah, uh, it was her development and things like that. And so at this point, my thing is, what purpose does this serve? And That's that was what one I of the things. Know. And that was one of the things that worried worried me about it too. Mm-hmm. Is like because like, we've talked about it before. It's like because it's gonna a great inter- show, right? Right. Now. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're gonna introduce him, like it, it, he was effective when he was like a shadow mm-hmm. or just kind of showing up, and you saw his boob, and mm-hmm. because it's it's supposed to be about Kara. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be. be Kara's Supergirl. journey, mm-hmm. like like Kara's family, yeah, right. Not I mean, super. I think if you want to do that, I'm game. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna have him there, like, don't make it about him. Make him. I would rather, and you know, I know it's it's cheesy plot wise. I would rather be a situation where she has to save him. Oh no, that's not cheesy at all. Like, like oh think, god, yeah. Well, I mean, as the, I it, think it would be unfair if they didn't. Yeah, that's or not thing. like you yeah. don't have to be like or you don't have to make him a damsel in distress, but right. him kind of get in over his head a little bit yeah. and kind of like stutter step, mm-hmm. and then her come in and be like, no, trust me, yeah. we can do that. You know, kind of that kind of teamwork aspect, right? To where More he gets of a team, him, you know, yeah. not him like, oh no. Yeah, and one of the things that the, one of the mm-hmm. things that that um, that they've explored in the comics, but they've never really ex- explored. In I think on on the show or even kind of even really in the kind of they they've they've touched on it a few times is that you know Kara was not a baby when she was in. Like she That's she was 11, sent, right? she right she was sent to take care of him so mm-hmm. I kind of want to see what that dynamic would be as who they are as Kara and Cal yeah rather than hey you know it as as Superman and Supergirl like how does she deal with the fact that she's you know, she, you she know, still she, remembers. She Krypton. still remembers Krypton, and yeah. he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But he's the one that's seen as, you know, this large in life character, and she's mm-hmm. she's diminished in the background as far as the media mm-hmm. on on the show is yeah. concerned. So I kind of want to see that because I think she, I think dynamically she can offer so much more to him, specifically a link to the world they came mm-hmm. from. Then I think he can, and that then I think he really offers her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he can offer her. You know, hey, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I can, you know, help you with that. Mm-hmm. But I think she is more. I've always found Supergirl care to be more, you know, interesting. It in a sense because again, she wasn't raised on. Mm-hmm. She wasn't raised on Earth. Like she right. remembers her home. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, so she actually had to deal with the loss. Right. He didn't. Right. And yeah. that's the thing. She's had to deal with the loss of people that she knew. Right. Yeah. And that hasn't necessarily really been touched on too much. Yeah. It always like bows the question, you know, we've seen Clark hurt, you know, for like, what if? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know you. I would really like to see her be like, well. I knew them. I, yeah. It's yeah. like something's missing from me. Right. And I know what it is. That's and thing, something's missing thing. from you and she you don't had, know what right, it is. She had parents. She had family. She had friends. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I'd like to explore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they could. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they'll handle it really well just because they've been handling her well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So I mean, um, again, I'm I'm game. I'm, yeah. I will absolutely watch Damn. it. I will be there in October to see it. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, not worried about it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not I, really, I think it's going to be really Greg good. Greg Berlanti, Andrew Kreisberg, they, they they've been doing a great doing. job. They so, know yeah. what they're doing. Oh yeah. Um, but there's going to be. A Supergirl Flash musical <laughs> crossover episode. I'm so down. With all original songs. Ooh. Look, my uh, favorite episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. What's more with feelings? What's more with feelings? Is the music <laughs> so I'm like, can it be like yeah. that? And that's, what I'm, and that's um, honestly what I'm thinking, even though the, yeah. even though you know Josh Whedon has nothing to do with, with this universe. Exactly. But you do have... Um, Grant Gustin and Melissa Benoist both being on Glee before. True. So you do kind of have... I forgot like, sing. They both know how to sing. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see... I don't know how I feel about it. Well, no. Because we talk about the thing in Buffy and it sounds dumb, right? Like, why is... Buffy, I mean, I never saw that episode. Buffy, so, was, you know, a so. lot of it was kind of dumb. But there was okay. like a, a, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But that was his power. And uh-huh. everybody sing. sing and dance and stuff until you died. Oh, sing okay. Sing and dance until you died. It's a hocus pocus moment. Um, <laughs> but it's also just it's just yeah. fun, fun to have an yeah, episode. It's a comic relief. That's just right. That's I think I think it's more of that I can't imagine it with those characters yeah. just because I've been with them so long. I'm down. With from the first season, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm kind of like. But if Arrow was in it, I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, brooding. Yeah, that would ruin it. Just like the Phantom of the Opera. Right. <laughs> like, you know, fire. just like, yes, just Hell like, le- right. leaning, over, leaning over a building, just like, <laughs> just singing a ballad called Elicity. <laughs> yes, exactly. What is it doing to me? Oh, that's going to happen. Yes. (laughs) It was too much in season three. (laughs) Yes, but like that's going to be super fun. It's just going to be fun. Yeah. And And I think, think, you know, as as cool as all the shows are, I think they do need, they do need a fun episode every once in a while. Yeah, because they're the fun ones. They are so fun. They live in fun Because they enjoy themselves. They enjoy their universe. They enjoy enjoy the characters in it. And I like like seeing Instead of Batman. Oh, I'm sorry. Arrow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, with nice, <laughs> nice. But, um, bad arrow. Bad arrow. Um, so, speaking of the movies, so Joe Manganiello, Manganello, Manganello, Manganello. <laughs> Man- Joe Manganiello. We're just gonna have a podcast Manganiello. of us trying to say these <laughs> names. The pronunciation <laughs> podcast has been cast as Deathstroke hmm. in the Batman solo film. How do we feel about this? I'm happy about it because um, if you recall a few episodes ago when I was talking about people that could just read the phone book and I, I brought up <laughs> True Blood. the top of her list. I brought up True Blood 
and Alcide and I made a comment like, this doesn't relate to anything. Now it does. <laughs> because he's Deathstroke. Even though I do love, um, or I loved Manu Bennett mm-hmm. as Deathstroke on Arrow, I thought he was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Manu he Bennett was great. Partially because I love the way he speaks. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, calm down. You sound so intelligent, yet also frightening. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, yes. DC loves me. This is proof. Mm-hmm. And Joe is such a large individual. Like he's, he's got that have, gray he's in got his a hair. Great presence, and he's a really good actor. That's the but that's the thing that that I, it absolutely makes sense for me that he was Deathstroke because I remember him as you know I, I remember I'll see it because I watched you know Are you talking I watched about True Blood. Spider-Man. Yes, he was the <laughs> weirdest casting Flash Thompson ever. Yeah, that was like a. 30-year-old high school student. <laughs> and I thought Tobey Maguire was old. I was like, dude. Yeah, I was it like, was... You, it's like, are you in class and then go pick up your two kids from, uh, <laughs> from like fourth grade before you? Yeah. He was so not cute. Oh my goodness. Like, I didn't even know because like weird that like, weird face he made. Was face like, and then he was on like, he was in like Wintry Hill or Friends. But those that stuff I don't in, mind. He was in um, How I Met Your Mother. That too. I'm yeah. talking about when he was. He, did, he didn't have all the facial hair that made him a man. I don't think he was ever <laughs> in Friends. I don't remember. I think it was Winter Hill. But yes, I'm excited. Ooh, it's gonna be so good. And I'm like, oh, Ben Affleck, I love you. I, I love the footage that was oh, yeah. leaked. Uh, yeah. Yes, the, I love ben, that. Ben Affleck leaked. Yeah. It's not a leak if you're working on like, the movie. Every day. But... It's not a leak if you put it out there, Ben. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I go through like you know news and stuff, but and thank I'm just you. like, yes. I just want, I just want to send up a little, little thank you to Ben Affleck for just being so awesome. Yep. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you win, sir. <laughs> it just Ooh. cracks me up because you were so angry when he was first cast. Yeah, yeah because I didn't want it to be... <laughs> And it just, it oh, just another Ben cycle. Affleck movie. <laughs> I love you, Ben, but you've been in some crap. <laughs> and honestly, he'll be the first one to admit it. He'll he will. He'll He's so very he'll humble. Yeah. He's very yeah, he humble, but I don't want to be like all goofy and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no. But have you seen the picture of the new Batsuit yeah, from yes. Justice League? Very Night Owl-esque, in my opinion. I, I saw a lot of Arkham City, all that I did. Arkham. Yeah, games. it did kind of look like Arkham that, City, and that kind of armor to yeah. it. That's what it reminded so, me of. I mean, I think it was just because like the ears are so the ears are smaller, so mm-hmm. it does kind of remind me of Night Owl. Well, that and the uh, the goggles and the goggles, yeah, yeah. little tactical well, goggles. Like, even even <laughs> like watching the scenes from Batman versus Superman, like they were all very Arkham esque. Mm-hmm. Trust me, mm-hmm. we are not complaining. No, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's no, a no, great thing. Not. Yes, because those games get it right. There was a video that I watched. Where um, somebody took that. There you go. Um, That uh, somebody was uh, doing kind of like the Arkham combo thing. They uh, Mm -hmm. superimposed that over the scene in Batman vs Superman where he's taking out all of them. Yeah, kind of making it look like he was doing the comp. It was really cool. (laughs) I I love those games. I approve. But I'm super excited. I'm glad it's Deathstroke. Mm -hmm. Even Mm -hmm. though we've seen a lot of Deathstroke, um, mainly because. A deep part of me is like. Oh, I think it's interesting that he's playing. I think it's interesting that he's playing a villain and not a hero. I think it's, I think that's interesting. I I approve. Well, the, oh, yeah. and with that, I feel like it's going to give Batman a little run for his money that exactly. we haven't seen before because mm-hmm. we've seen the psychos and we've seen all this other stuff, but we've yeah, never seen never the seen like one a, who a matches tactical, you. Right, tactical, a tactical that's strategic yeah. villain. Yeah. yeah, that's and actually that's right there Slade with Wilson him. Always yeah, is. yeah. So, Which continuing in the movies. A Man of Steel sequel is in development. There's been 
confirmed by Henry Cavill's management. Nice. So I'm raising the roof. You can't see, but I am. They're, they're both <laughs> dancing. The roof has been raised. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're definitely all on board for this. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Even though half the world likes to crap. Don't get me started. I feel like every podcast I have to go on the defense about Man of Steel. It was good. It was a fake. Get out of your cookie box. Okay. And it's going to be fantastic because we may put a little rest in peace. R.I.P. But that's it. We're good. Okay. Okay, and uh, also... In, I hope he comes back with a beard and long hair, though. Oh, I think they've I just, already... I think they kind of teased a picture yeah. of that. Um, Him in the black, Henry, in the black Henry suit. Henry Cavill actually uh, posted... It was a uh, picture of the black suit. Of the black suit. Well, it was yeah. like really, really close up, so yeah, like, you see the like little black, textures. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Because yeah. I'm sorry when I saw the which coffin. Has been po- which has actually been posted on our Facebook page. Yes, go Ta-da. look at it. But when they even the coffin was black and had the silver ass, I was like, oh, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, also in um, movie news, Margot Robbie will executive produce and star in the Harley Quinn spinoff movie. Which we're so hoping is what she wants, which is all the DC women. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm so on board. I'll be honest with you. I am absolutely on board with this. I still have not seen Suicide Squad. Oh, it's so good. We need to rectify that. We will. Very we will rectify that. It's, it's all part of the fantastic, Darren. It's Don't worry. We're going to anybody. Everyone is crap. It is fantastic. It is beautiful. We'll talk about it later. Oh, no. It isn't the fact that I don't want to see it. I oh, just no, have not had a chance to. No, no, I'm <laughs> just saying. It's fine. We'll, we'll, I feel like we'll I always that. have to go on the defense about that one, too. Like, you people are making me bad. <laughs> I, was, I was born this way. <laughs> All right, so pivoting out of DC News, we're going to jump into the squared circle and talk a little bit of wrestling. So there have been a lot of suspensions and people leaving WWE, and I kind of want Stephanie's perspective on it. Yes, so um, the most recent suspension, of course, you know, we talked about Roman Reigns being suspended. He's back now. He's fine, Um, of course. Uh, Paige, Ali Del Rio, Alberta. My, my bestie for life. Um, and even Marie. That's right. She wasn't Even that. though. Yeah. No, what? Okay. God we're suspended. Um, Alberto pretty much left. Mm-hmm. He He's done with WWE again. Okay. okay. I, I, Did you man. read what his explanation was on that? Yeah. <laughs> I skimmed it. Yeah. He won more spotlight. Of course he does, but guess what, yeah. sweetie, you earned your spot. He's pretty one-dimensional, though, as a character. <laughs> he's completely one-dimensional. Um, <laughs> he is. I mean, he's he, I mean, he's good at what he does. I'm not going to sit there and crap on him. Right, but right. He's, he's not. Wrestler, he's but... kind of boring to watch. Yeah. I don't want to watch him. I'm not yeah. invested in him as a person. Nope. Um, even as a heel, mm-hmm. I'm not invested in hating him enough to even care to mm-hmm. get him, watch him get beat. So, eh. Paige posted something on her Instagram saying, "No, she did not fail a drug test. No, she's not leaving WWE because." Paige is, of course, with or dating Alberto Del Rio. And everyone was like, oh, my God, she's gone. She's going to pull AJ Lee. Hmm. Her, boo, her boo dipped out. There she goes. <laughs> Paige has been doing this her whole life. Baby ain't stupid. No. <laughs> she's, she's a smart girl. Yeah. So, and she was like, I didn't, you know, she's like, I didn't fail a drug test. You know, it was just kind of a technicality where she didn't do a appropriate test on time or something or something like that and so it violated the wellness policy so she did say that you know on instagram in a long post so she'll come back even marie i have no idea what she was suspended for i do not care <laughs> yes the girl is pretty she is let her be what? a valet and 
And okay, there she. Yes, she's pretty. Oh my goodness. Oh what? Yeah. Okay. I was like, you've if if you watch wrestling, you've seen her wrestle. You know where we're coming from. Yeah. She tries really hard. She's a sweet girl. We loved watching her on Total Divas. I hate seeing her in the ring. Yeah, because <laughs> don't um, want it. If you've she's ever, if you're, if you're a Sorry. wrestling fan, you're probably a wrestling community. There's a thing called Botchamania. Look it up. It's hilarious, and she's on it a lot. Mm. <laughs> because. Well, to the uninitiated, what is it? Okay, a botch is when you mess up. Oh. <laughs> Botchamania is this, these people, they make all these videos and they just compile all the not. mess ups and stuff inside wrestling, whether it be indie, you know, WWE, mm-hmm. TNA, oh God, which is ridiculous, mm. which also segue a little bit. My mom called me the other day and um, TNA, they play on TV Guide. <laughs> For those of the people that still have cable, <laughs> you know the little the little thing they show mm-hmm. above the scrolling stuff. Uh huh. Huh. And she called me. And she, this is her words, Stephanie. What has Matt Hardy done? And I was like, Mom, what are you talking about, Matt Hardy? Why is he? A, what happened to him? Is he okay? He needs help. <laughs> he's, he's down in the dumps because Matt Hardy's brother Nero thing. <laughs> Um, and she was like, "Why is he talking like that?" Because he he keeps going, "You will be de- you will be deleted or whatever he's saying." It's like, "What's wrong?" And, what? and I was and I was like, "Mom, he's not with WWE anymore. That he's with TNA. They, he's been with TNA for a while. Um, they just this make is different this, choices. Yeah, this is their gimmick. They're going after." And my mom sat there in silence for five minutes, and literally, she was like, "Oh, poor, poor thing." She was like, "Where's Jeff? Is Jeff with him? Did he take <laughs> Jeff with him too?" And so that's just a little side note because I mentioned TNA. Their whole show's botch. (laughs) (laughs) We still love the Hardy Boys. TBA, total botch. Love them. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Okay, so anyways, but yeah, so Paige should be coming back. She's going to come back stronger than ever. Yay. I'm not mad at her. I mean, stuff happens. Life happens. I wasn't mad at Roman. But Alberto Del Rio being gone, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, you came back, and now you're gone again. Bye. Peace. So he didn't necessarily make enough of an impression to No, me. they Not didn't really. get him here. And he was having matches. He had matches on the pay-per-view. And if he wanted well, more spotlight, he should have wrestler, wrestled better yeah. and been more interesting. Because Well, he yes. was going on about how, at least in the article, he was going on about how he was promised uh, more, I guess, primetime matches or something to that effect. can't remember how he worded it. But he was promised better matches and all this other kind of stuff, and it's why he left the first place. In other words, so he wasn't yeah, he getting left in the it. first place. Yeah. He got released time. because a, a, a person made like a racial slur, and he slapped him, which I was completely oh. on his side during that. Because I was <laughs> right, like, thank you. I'm like, I got ah. you. I, I got you. I, you know, he went to yeah. uh, Mexico and wrestled down there with Lucha Underground, maybe, or maybe if that's the wrong promotion, I'm so sorry. And he was great, yay. But seeing, he's just very flat. He's very very flat, and he's not entertaining. And I, hope, I wish him best in his future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now the thing we're going to talk about is the UFC debut. And out of... Um, now, this is all weird to me because I'm not necessarily a fan of UFC. I haven't necessarily watched mm-hmm. a lot of UFC matches. But it's always a weird transition for me from sports entertainers to ultimate fighting. It was like when Brock Lesnar went to uh, <laughs> the fight. It was weird, and now at least he won. <laughs> <laughs> so now CM Punk debuted in UFC, 
and Stephanie. <laughs> and he lost in round one. Mm. And it was glorious. Okay, I don't wish him ill will, but he has a mouth. And again, I enjoy opinionated people. Hello, I am one. But he's a bit of a whiny, whiny man. I don't like whiny men. And also, he's very selfish. He's very self-righteous. Very prideful. Very prideful. And that's fine for him, but you can't be that way. No, 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 no. And he's, 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 he's a bit of a victim sometimes. And oh my God, I can just imagine the hate <laughs> I'm getting right victim. now. <laughs> um, again, he, he was very talented in wrestling. He's very athletic. He was very charismatic. He was good on the microphones. Some stuff he said, I was like, yeah, you do it. You stand up. You be whatever. But you can't. Sometimes, if you want to stand up, you have to stand alone. And people aren't going to get, you behind, get behind you all the time. And it's going to be an uphill, it's going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And you can't start out at the bottom and be like, you know what, I'm going to open my mouth and say all this and not be willing to take the crap that comes with that. And so when he was going, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to debut in UFC, talk crap about Brock Lesnar. You know, like, he's going to go over there. It, it's going to be like this. And, you know, I'm good at striking and all this. And he lost. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff he says about Brock Lesnar, now, let me tell you, I'm not Brock Lesnar, like, numerate no, or no fan. No, God, no. But don't. Don't let your mouth, you know, write a check that you can't catch. <laughs> so, are you, so are you telling me that someone from the world of sports entertainment can't take that same bravado to ultimate fighting? Nope. Oh. Because he went in there, and he went, and it was so funny, if you've watched the clip, because I didn't pay $60 for it. I, you know, you can stream that stuff for free. Because all in all, I mean, what was it, 45 seconds, a minute and 13 tops? So, Yeah. Um, oh, I'm getting so catty. Calm down. <laughs> um, he went. He like rushed it, and I'm like, oh, you, oh. Oh, you are aware of the fact that UFC requires strategy, right? Yeah, <laughs> like he rushed it and tried to do something, and then was he try, Was he looking for like the turnbuckle or the top? Rope I don't know. I think he thought he could get the in leg. there, get him to the mat, and get him to Sweep tap the leg, out. Jenny. You know, like he tried to he tried to jump the gun because I think he had it in the bag, and when he lost. Oh, it was like I felt so evil though. <laughs> it was like honestly... Nero sitting on the hill playing the violin while the mm-hmm. village burned. That's what I felt like <laughs> because I was just like, "Ha ha!" Because yeah. you talked all this crap about WWE, about a sports entertainment profession. I call it professional wrestling. Um, you talked all this crap. You talked all this crap about UFC. You went in there, you know, big man on campus, and you didn't last out of round one. <laughs> So eat your piece of humble pie <laughs> and come back and not just expect stuff. Oh, yeah, because in UFC, it's not about I want limelight because I'm charismatic. You know, you're not, not booked to way. win. Mm-hmm. Was it having a whole bunch of people chat, chanting CM Punk, CM Punk? Ain't going to guarantee you yeah. that fight, dear. Because um, <laughs> you left I'm, that one. Because um, mm-hmm. I love pro wrestling and I'm always in its corner. But, um, yeah, the script's not written, baby. Um, you gotta actually try I mean you should go back to being Phil (laughs) yeah your name is Phil Brooks is it debuting in W is it coming is it coming coming down is Phil Brooks yeah no did he go let's see if Phil can in UFC was he Sam Punk or did they call him Phil Brooks I don't remember I don't don't even look at his name because I mean it was happening so quick I can't remember (laughs) I'm gonna get so much hate and I'm so I'm so sorry but (laughs) 
it's come on it's ironic it's hilarious and i'm just like okay how about you have some respect for the field you operate in you don't mm-hmm. have to like everybody i don't like people i'm not a people person but you need to re- at least you know carry around some respect and you know maybe you needed to lose hmm. to bring you back down to earth maybe maybe that's what it means and maybe he'll come back and he'll have a winning streak and he'll be a champion and yay but and then he'll that, lose again when his ego has an issue. And he'll go back to uh, professional wrestling like Brock Lesnar did. So people can tell him that he can win. <laughs> so <laughs> people will be so proud of so him because be he won a couple matches. This week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll Which be scheduled to win. He's better than everyone. He's got proof of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So oh, help. please don't do that. Again. 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 I'm so sorry if you're a diehard CM Punk fan. Again. I doubt CM Punk's going to listen to this. Because that would be hilarious if it was. Talk about me on Colt Cabana. oh look it's so funny yeah right (laughs) right. no but it's hilarious because i love any sport any sport any kind of thing like that anything in life where someone comes in they're like oh i'm this i'm this i'm this and they lose it's like karma took care of it for me (laughs) (laughs) thank you okay lesson of the night don't be cocky Mm. yeah be confident confident show some respect not cocky Mm -hmm. show respect have integrity and be a be a good loser hold your head up (laughs) all right so um (laughs) so we're gonna kind of start to to wrap up uh here and one of the things i was going to talk about and uh we were discussing earlier is that we are going to have a contest Mm -hmm. we've been talking about it and teasing about it and talking and teasing and teasing and talking about doing a lot of things yes about the fact that we are in desperate need of a theme song for the superpower fan cast now this is a contest that's going to be open to everyone that listens um, we're going to be talking about it on Facebook, on Twitter. You can submit to uh, you can submit theme song ideas. You can submit actual theme songs to us. Nothing copyright infringe. Nothing that infringes on copyright. All original. Listen to the show. Kind of get an idea of who we are, and send us maybe thirty, sixty seconds of kind of what you think our theme song should be. It can be in any format. It can be any genre. Um, we're going to go ahead and judge. We're going to put a poll up on our Twitter feed at Superpowered Fan and let people vote uh, for each one. And then we'll choose uh, the one we like and, as the first prize. And the second prize will be our theme song for our mini episodes. But we're going to post on Facebook what the prizes are. And it's going to be a an array of prizes. It will be money because we don't have any. But we will pay. <laughs> but Just get that out of the way real will quick. Be, it will be some really cool stuff that uh, that we like that we're parting with because we think you'll enjoy it as well. And if you listen to our show, it'll be things that you probably will enjoy getting from us. We will, in fact, pay for shipping and handling anywhere. And this is going to be because we are opening up to both the continental U.S., the uncontinental U.S., and um, basically the world. Anyone that listens like to our... Like we said, we're desperate. We <laughs> want it. Please send it to us. Exactly. We Anyone that's... send you themes. Mm-hmm. All the themes. Right. Anyone that's listening to our, to our podcast and has musical talent 
and we know you're out there. Any of you like mediocre musical talent, like those little pianos that little kid goes ding, 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 ding. You can come up with something catchy. We'll, we'll consider yeah, it. I mean, hum it, man. Cool. I mean, it yeah. could be cool done right. You know me, right? I'm just yeah. like ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> if, you have, if you have any kind of musical inclination, I think that's mm-hmm. what Stephanie's trying to say. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so you can submit. Um, you can submit your theme songs to our, excuse me, to our email. Um superpoweredfancast at gmail.com hopefully it would be in mp3 or mp4 format if not we'll figure out how to convert it I got you bro Mm -hmm. All right. so uh, send it to us and like I said we're going to go ahead in future episodes we're going to talk about it and on our Facebook page we're going to go ahead and post what the prizes are for first and second place and I think we're probably going to decide in November but we'll give you more details uh, as we, you know, make them up. <laughs> just so, that's what happens. Yeah, we make our own rules. Exactly. <laughs> just, just so you know. But again, no copyright infringement, but parody. Yeah. Always parody welcome. Works. Parody works. We love parody. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're like, if you're the future Weird Al, let us know. I musically don't just you know tell us you're the future <laughs> <laughs> or if you feel the absolute need to share we're here yeah. yeah i mean yeah you can go ahead and tweet us hey i'm the future weird owl but we're gonna ask you to back it up with, yeah. with, you know, we're not sending you anything for things. that little tidbit of so, information know, we'll, exactly i'll we'll we'll like the tweet <laughs> may even reply can, right exactly. retweet best we can do but like i said submit uh, submit your theme songs and mini episode theme songs to superpoweredfancast at gmail.com superpoweredfancast all one word at gmail.com and also please continue to follow us on uh facebook at facebook.com slash superpoweredfancast uh follow our twitter feed we will follow back Yes. And talk to you directly because we're desperate for human interaction. <laughs> yeah, we at, know you're listening to us. Talk to us. <laughs> at Superpowered Fan, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can read articles on our website at www.superpoweredfancast, all one word, at, oh, not at, dot com. At dot com. Superpoweredfancast dot com. All right, for the Superpowered Fancast, uh, I am Darren. I'm um, not Danny. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I'm Jenna. And I'm Danny. So sorry. All right. And we will see you again soon. Well, we will talk to you again, so we won't necessarily see you because that'd be weird. <laughs> We're watching you. <laughs> it's creepy. We are really, if you think about it. Just really think about it. Hmm. We are watching you through You're, your phone. Oh my god! All the parents like the NSA. Like, oh my god! You need to put band aids exactly. on your cameras. I, let me tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now. You need to stop doing that because because whatever because it'll chafe. <laughs> yeah. And super cow- powered fan. Ow, I can't do that. <laughs>